live from the Poly Market Studio in LA. It's the Young Turks. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Woo! It's up! Young Turks, Jake Uger, and experiment with you guys. Look, in the second hour of today's show, chock full of amazing cultural stories that I can't wait to talk about. I think they tell a lot about our society. Some of them have to do with politics, some of them don't, and they're very interesting. But but in the first hour here, we're gonna have some absolutely heartbreaking stories. And it's the nature of what we do. Sorry, but it's important that you know, because if you don't know, you will you will have the wrong assumptions about what's happening in the world. And people will use those wrong assumptions against you. They'll weaponize it. So don't let people weaponize ignorance against you. Get educated on what's actually happening. And we're about to tell you. An update on the IDF's behavior, conduct, and military activity in Gaza. You can see in this video by the Israeli, from the Israeli military, the crowds of people around these trucks. But what appears to have happened is that the Israeli military opened fire on some of these people who are surrounding these trucks. Now, eyewitnesses on the scene have told us that Israeli tanks as well as drones opened fire on this crowd, and that following that, there was a chaotic scene. In yet another appalling war crime that will, of course, Received cover by the United States government. Israeli forces fired on a crowd of Palestinian civilians who were crowding a humanitarian aid truck, desperately seeking food in northern Gaza. Now, it's important to keep in mind that we are talking about northern Gaza, which has effectively been cut off from any humanitarian aid. We're talking about people who did not evacuate to the south. Humanitarian aid organizations have had a lot of difficulty reaching them. And since they swarmed the humanitarian aid truck, the IDF took it as an opportunity to fire at them, killing hundreds of people. Now the death toll is very likely to change, but more than 100 people have been reported killed as a result of this. The death toll in Gaza is believed to have surpassed 30,000 people at this point. Now, Israeli officials acknowledged that troops opened fire, saying they did so after the crowd approached in a threatening way. <laughs> the officials insisted on anonymity to give details about what happened after the military said in a statement that dozens were killed and injured from pushing, trampling, and being run over by the trucks. So, the IDF and the Israeli government would have you believe that no, 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 we didn't. We didn't shoot at them. Yes, these 
bullet riddled bodies laying on the floor do exist. But that wasn't us, it was the trampling that caused these deaths. Complete and utter BS. And hundreds of thousands of Palestinians are believed to remain in northern Gaza, and many have been reduced to eating human animal fodder to survive. The UN says that one in six children under two in the north suffer from acute malnutrition and wasting. And the UN also says that a quarter of Gaza's, and this is the entire Gaza Strip, a quarter of Gaza's 2.3 million Palestinians face starvation, around 80% have fled their homes. And I want to go to what witnesses said about what was happening at the scene before I go to you, Cenk. So Kamel Abu Nahel, who was being treated for a gunshot wound at Shifa Hospital, said that he and others went to the distribution point in the middle of the night because they heard that there would be food. They've been eating, they've been eating bird food. They've been eating animal fodder. They're, they're, they're desperate for food. So they show up and he says, We've been eating animal feed for two months, so you can imagine how hungry they are. He said Israeli troops opened fire on the crowd as people pulled boxes of flour and canned goods off the trucks, causing them to scatter with some hiding under cars. After the shooting stopped, people went back to the trucks and the soldiers opened fire again. He was shot in the leg and fell over, and then a truck ran over his leg as it sped off, he said. Ala Abu Daye, a witness of that violence, said that Israeli troops opened fire and also that a tank fired a shell. Those attempting to deliver humanitarian aid tried to get away from the shooting and the danger that was being caused as a result of the IDF firing at them. And as a result, they unfortunately did end up running some people over. But do not make the mistake of buying into the lies and propaganda by the Israeli government. That is not the main reason why people were killed. In fact, Jeremy Diamond at CNN, who's done some excellent reporting on the ground, has a report that I want to share with you all in regard to this episode. Let's watch. Our eyewitnesses on the ground indicate that it was the Israeli gunfire that prompted some of those trucks to flee the scene and in the process run over some of these individuals. But we are still working to gather additional details. The Israeli military says for its part that the incident is under review. And they are also saying in a statement that Gazan residents surrounded the trucks, looted the supplies being delivered, and that during the incident, dozens of Gazans, they say, were injured as a result of pushing and trampling. This was clearly more than just pushing and trampling. And we have eyewitnesses making very clear that the Israeli military did indeed open fire on these individuals. So desperate people seeking flour, anything, any sustenance, considering the fact that they've been left to starve to death. And as they're you know, swarming the humanitarian aid convoy, convoy the trucks, they get fired at by the IDF. So who are the animals? Yeah. Who are the animals, Jenk? Who are the animals? Because yeah. I'm getting real sick of people on social media referring to Palestinian civilians as animals. Because every story that we've covered, everything that we've investigated and looked into, does not really show Palestinians behaving as animals. It shows the IDF behaving as animals. People who feel real good about themselves shooting their weapons at desperate people as they swarm a humanitarian aid truck. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. 
From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So uh, latest numbers are 112 dead, 760 injured. Um, 576,000 Palestinians are now starving. And this is what starving looks like. Now the Israelis say, or it's confirmed by international news outlets like CNN, that the Israelis fired from the tanks and from drones. And they said they were worried about their troops. Where, where were the troops? Inside the tanks, they weren't in the drones. So the guys that were inside tanks were slightly, slightly, slightly concerned, I guess, about their, this is the best case scenario for Israel that I'm laying out, about their safety within the tank. So they murdered 112 people at least. And when you started firing into the crowd, what did you think was going to happen? Other than the slaughter from your bullets, that hungry, desperate crowd, of course, was going to panic when you started spraying the place with bullets and the trucks were gonna panic. And you knew that that would also create a stampede. And the drones, how about the drones? Were the drones afraid that they were going to, that their hardware or plastic was going to get attacked? So somehow they were gonna jump up and grab a drone with no one inside of it? And why would that be a concern? Why are you murdering people with drones when you actually see them and you see that they are not at all fighters and they are people desperate for food? And Israel murders them. So if that breaks your heart, good, you finally, you still have one. You still have one, good. If you say it breaks your heart to hear me say it, as opposed to the fact that Israel is actually doing it and actually murdering those people, then there's something wrong with you. You think, I don't care about those people, I don't view Palestine. You have to admit it. If you don't think that it's that big a deal and that Israel is right, especially in this instance, if you think Israel's right and you trust your beloved terrorist IDF, and you look at them murdering those people in cold blood as they're starving them, as they're keeping them in a ghetto and a camp, and you look at that and go, no, the problem is people reporting that fact. It's not the fact, the problem is not us doing it. Our beloved, beloved democracy ally Israel. Is this what a democracy looks like? Is this what an ally looks like? Is this what decency or morality looks like? This is now one of the sickest governments in the whole world. In my whole lifetime, I've never seen slaughter like this on live television. Yeah, I know this Bashar al-Assad, Kim Jong-un, Saddam Hussein, etc. have done terrible things, terrible things. But these are being televised brothers and sisters. So you could say, hey, well, that doesn't- And defended, and defended, and, and defended okay. by our government. That's okay. the important thing to remember. Okay. Because okay. I don't remember the US government defending the chemical weapons attacks that Bashar al-Assad was doing. In fact, I, we bombed Bashar al-Assad, we bombed Saddam Hussein, we threatened to bomb Kim Jong-un. We applaud Israel and give them money. And weapons. Right now, the Senate already passed a bill to send $14 billion for more slaughter. It's a slaughterhouse in Gaza. Every day that we delay, the IDF murders, murders more Palestinians. It, today, Lloyd Austin, our Secretary of Defense, admitted in 
in testimony in Congress, Israel has murdered more than 25,000 women and children. Women and children. Remember that our hearts broke and we said it on this show for 36 babies that were killed in Israel. 36 children. And that should break your heart. You've got 25,000 dead babies, children, women stacked on top of one another. And now 576,000 people murdered that are starving and desperate and eating animal fodder. What kind of sick maniacs do this? Terrorists do this. Benjamin Netanyahu is 100% a terrorist and one of the worst terrorists of my lifetime. 25 times the terrorist that Hamas is. Definitely a terrorist. It don't give me this nonsense that oh, when Arabs do it or when Muslims do it and when the powerless do it, they're no good scumbag terrorists. But when a state does it, a so-called ally does it, and they do it a 25, 30 times worse. No, no, angels, they had to do it. No, you, you cannot be in favor of this. If you're in favor of this, you have lost your soul. You have lost your morality. You have lost decency. The IDF now is the largest terrorist organization in the world. If you say, "Oh no, that's not fair. That's not fair. We were just murdering 30,000 of them and starving them and humiliating them and shooting them with drones and treating them like animals." But you don't get to call us names. You don't get to call us names. No, I do get to call you names. Israel's one of the worst governments on earth right now. And if you care about Israel, and I don't I think people are so blinded, blinded by their bias. But if you say the Palestinians, who gives a goddamn about them? Murder, murder, murder them. Who cares about the Palestinians? We have a right to defend ourselves. Get the hell out of here. That defense ended months and months and months ago. This is just brutality and savagery. So if you if it breaks your heart to hear the truth, good, good, do something about it. And so if you only if you if you don't mind murdering Palestinians and treating them like animals. How about Israel? Listen, you fools, you utter, utter fools. The right wing government of Israel are stupid monsters in our Congress. Do you not understand? We are all seeing this. Your lies about how Israel has to do it, doesn't, no one believes it. No one other than the propaganda filled, bias filled heads in Washington. The rest of us look at it and what do you think's happening? What do you think the world thinks about Israel now? Do you not get it, you schmucks? You unbelievable idiots. If Turkey was doing this, when Turkey did what, 1% of this, I was furious because it's gonna make people hate me. Do you not get it? Are you so thick headed you can't get it? The world now despises Israel because of this. No, it's because they're, we're the victims. Is this, is this what, a, who, who looks at that tape and says the Palestinians are not the victims, the Israelis murdering them are the victims? You would have government. to be a lunatic to believe that. So the people in power in our government, that's the people we can affect. Those politicians, they're the worst people on earth. They approve that $14 billion to murder more of these poor innocent people. They are the most immoral people I have ever seen in my lifetime. They don't speak for me. 
I'm not for the monsters in Washington. I'm 100% against those monsters. Yes, including that despicable, awful human being, Joe Biden. Joe Biden looks at that and goes, send him more money. Send them more bombs, kill them, kill them, kill them. That's what Joe Biden says. Same goddamn thing Donald Trump says. Our leaders are monsters. And you think you idiots, you think you're helping Israel? You're getting the whole world to despise Israel. You morons, you've done so much damage to Palestinians and to Israelis. But keep murdering and see if you can murder your way out of this. Outrageous. If your heart doesn't break, you don't have one. Let's take a break, um, we'll be back. Apparently I could not contain myself. Jank Anna uh, and appropriately titled handle on YouTube, Jank's Raging Emotions has just become a member. If you want Israeli propaganda, good news, you have a billion networks out there for you. If you want somebody to remain calm, oh, I see, well, the Israeli IDF says that maybe the, it was the Palestinians' own fault for us murdering them. There you got a hundred options. You want people who tell you the truth? You got one option here. So anyway, look, members, you either make us happen or you don't. And so imagine a moment where you know, our advertisers, I can't even get into it. Let me just say, either members make this show possible or poof, one guy, one day it goes away and you go, where'd it go, where'd it go? Well, if you don't take money from Lockheed Martin, you didn't don't take money from corporate giant advertisers who will cut you off if you say the things that we say. And we have been cut off in some, in a lot of ways. Well, then this is not gonna exist, so anyways. Thank you to all the members who keep us alive under the most difficult circumstances so we could deliver the truth to you guys. All right, Anna. Honestly, it's just, it's, it's hard to give a crap about anything else. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. How do you start with that story and follow it up with anything else? Yep, that is 100% right. So, but we have to keep going. So we have to tell you about dumbass Donald Trump. Then we have to listen to stupid Democrats tell us, "Oh no, but Trump is so much worse." I know he's worse. I'm the guy who said it and who tried to prevent the disaster that was Donald Trump. But you morons picked Hillary Clinton. Oh no, we know this. Oh, we are so smart. We're so smart. Hillary Clinton's definitely going to win, Jake. Joe, we're so smart. Joe Biden's so good. He's so good. Okay, yeah, Trump's a monster. Let's tell him how Trump's a monster. But Joe Biden, he's an angel, right? No, Joe Biden also a terrible human being, a disgusting human being. Oh, you can't say that, you're supposed to do propaganda for him. No, we're not gonna do propaganda for him, F him, I don't care about him. If you do, if you have some sort of emotional attachment to Joe Biden, also something very wrong with you. All right, Anna, go ahead. Donald Trump. Donald Trump will be taken off the Republican primary ballot in Illinois now that a judge in the state has weighed in on the matter. Now, Cook County Circuit Court Judge Tracy Porter cited January 6th for the reasoning behind her decision to take Trump off the Republican primary ballot. But her ruling is placed on hold to give Trump time to appeal before the state's March 19th primary. Now, Porter's ruling said that Based on engaging in insurrection on January 6th of 2021, 
His name should be removed from the ballot. How this case came to be, let's get into that. A group of five petitioners asked the state to remove Trump from the primary ballot on January 4th. The day he submitted filings to appear on the ballot, Porter wrote in her ruling. The petitioners also asked the Cook County Circuit Court for judicial review of the matter. Now, Trump has already appealed this, his campaign has already appealed this, and the Supreme Court is actually already hearing arguments in regard to the state of Colorado doing something very similar. Illinois is the third state where Trump was deemed ineligible for the primary ballot. And similar rulings have also been issued in Colorado and in Maine, both are also on pause. So in each instance where Trump was booted from the ballot, the disqualification clause of the Constitution's 14th Amendment was cited and we have gotten into that argument before, but just as a reminder, I'll tell you what that portion of the Constitution says. Section three of the 14th Amendment is a Civil War era provision that holds that someone who has taken an oath to the Constitution as a member of Congress, as an officer of the United States, as a member of any state legislature, or as a state executive or judicial officer, and has engaged in insurrection cannot hold public office. But it does not specify whether the provision applies to presidents, even though, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious it does, but yeah. Anyway. Okay, guys, so I, as I told you before, Donald Trump did commit an insurrection. Uh, he uh, did a fake elector plot to do a coup against the country. I know, MAGA doesn't care, they love it. We asked them, do you like dictators? They say, yeah, we much prefer that Donald Trump be a dictator than Joe Biden be president. So we're not gonna affect him. Independence, I get it, man. You think you're angry with Joe Biden? You should get a load of how angry I am with Joe Biden, okay? So, but that this isn't about that. This is about, uh, number one, did he do the insurrection? Absolutely, positively. He planned a coup against America, he knew he lost and he tried to win, uh, stay in office anyway because he hates the idea of freedom, democracy. He just wants to be in charge. He's a spoiled little brat, one of the worst people in the country. If you look up to him as your leader, I feel sick for you. Okay, now having said that, you can see I'm not a, to say that I'm not a fan of Donald Trump would be the biggest understatement you could possibly have. But guys, we didn't prove insurrection. The dumbass Democrats never even charged it. And the, the idiot corporate Republicans who actually hate Donald Trump, and they have the massive problems of their own, but they could have ended him in the impeachment, in the second impeachment. But Mitch McConnell and the others were cowards, total other cowards. So they didn't convict him in the Senate. So if you didn't convict him in the Senate, which would have said you can't run again, and you never charged him with insurrection, and you never proved it in court, and you waited two and a half years to charge him, because you thought he's one of the elites, we don't wanna hurt any of the elites. Oh Gosh, he's running again, so let's now charge him. And now you're too late, you're now you're too late. So now after to send in your Democratic judges and now say, well, we kinda think he did an insurrection. I mean, that's not the standard in the Constitution, but I kinda think so, Jenk said it on air, that, is that good enough? No, it's not good enough, it's not anywhere near good enough. So of course he should go on the ballot. You know what's gonna happen if he doesn't go on the ballot? Because randos decided that he committed an insurrection without any conviction. People are gonna go nuts, you're gonna tear this country apart. And look, I, I'll do it if I thought it was right. But you didn't follow the right, you can't argue for the rule of law and then not follow the rule of law. Merrick Garland should have charged him with insurrection on day one. But that coward loser 
sat on his hands for two and a half years. Well, maybe the single worst attorney general we've ever had. So now the Democrats come crying and go, "Oh, we don't like it. He's winning in the polls. Can we take him off the ballots? Because we think he did an insurrection, even though we didn't charge him and we didn't prove it. Well, no losers, that's not how it works. He's gonna go on the ballot and he's probably gonna kick your ass because you're totally detached from reality and detached from the American people. So good luck, we, I warned you a 100 times about Donald Trump. But the one people who definitely do not believe that Donald Trump is a danger is Democratic leadership. No person in their right mind, if you thought you were gonna lose the country, imagine if your family's life's on the line, you're gonna run Joe Biden, an 81 year old corpse. No, it's not about Joe Biden. It's Democrats don't think that Donald Trump's a real danger. Otherwise, they would never act like this. This is just blatant, dumbass cheating at the end. God, that's so stupid, especially when your main tagline in the election is democracy's on the line. Democracy's on the line, and I'd like to remove the guy running against me from the ballot? I mean, can you imagine a worst campaign message? Are we gonna pretend like Democrats haven't made a mockery of our democratic process for years now? Are we really gonna, we're gonna pretend. They, we're oh, gonna are pretend. you kidding me? Are they you didn't allow me? for, in this election, they didn't allow for a robust primary. They squashed any mention of primary debates. They didn't allow people to even appear on the ballots. They didn't allow primary elections in specific states like Florida. But that's just during this election. Okay, the games that the DNC and the Democratic establishment plays specifically during the primaries when most Americans unfortunately aren't paying attention is amazing. And they get away with it because most Americans don't pay attention to the primaries that are incredibly important. So you're not left with a crap sandwich at the end, okay? Who do you go for? Do you go for someone you can't stand or someone you hate even more? That's what our general elections have become. Because no one pays attention to primaries and for the Democratic voters who do pay attention to primaries, the Democratic establishment doesn't really allow you to have a choice, do they? They play all sorts of games and they crush anyone who dare challenge the status quo among the Democratic Party. So please spare me the whining and crying about oh, Republicans don't value our democracy because I guarantee you, neither do the Democrats who call the shots during these primary elections, period. And so honestly, at this point, every time I hear one of them get into one of their little rants about how dangerous Trump is, I can't help but roll my eyes. It's hard for me to take it seriously, Jenk. Yeah, no, I understand. There's two camps and they're both totally detached from reality. There's the MAGA guys who think that Donald Trump won the election. And then even though he can't present one piece of evidence in court, not one in over 60 trials in the beginning. Now he's on trial for subverting democracy in Atlanta and in the federal case. He still hasn't presented one piece of evidence that he actually won the election. Mike Lindell just lost $5 million because he said, "Oh yeah, you could prove that he lost the election. And then Trump supporter proved that he lost the election. But you can't get through to them because they've lost their minds and they don't care. They hate facts. Now on the blue, oh, you're feeling really good, blue side, right? Blue team, yeah. And on the blue side, you say, oh well, of course you end elections in a primary. That's the democratic thing to do. Of course you you don't question the leader, even if the leader is incompetent, is in the 30s in the polling, is definitely going to, it's just falling apart at the seams. Don't, don't. Everybody in media has to lie in favor of the dear leader, and that dear leader is young and and has the vitality and is amazing and is such a great human being and loves democracy. And they, and by the way, as I say all these things, tons of Democrats go, yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Are you gonna say that's not true? Guys, wakey, wakey, you're detached from reality. None of that is true. 
He's a walking corpse and he's trying to cancel elections all throughout the primaries. And he's doing every dirty trick there is, including this story where they didn't actually try Donald Trump on insurrection. And now they're having the courts go, uh, Biden's gonna lose, eliminate him, just take him off the ballots, just take him off the ballots, right? And still blue MAGA thinks, no, no, well, of course, no, you, you, if you favor democracy, you don't have any in the primary, you only obey the authoritarian leader, and you make sure that the per, no one can run against you in the primary or the general election. And that's what, why, that's why we're pro-democracy. No, both sides hate democracy. They just wanna be in charge. So the only people that are right are the people in the middle who are getting crunched by these two evil forces. Let's get into Gavin Newsom. Looks like some people are finally waking up to how corrupt and sleazy he is. And that's what this next story is about. You look at what this governor, Newsom from California, isn't that his name, Newsom? Uh, what he's done to California is unbelievable. True, true. Donald Trump speaking the truth about uh, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom. Someone who I've been trying to warn the fine people in our audience about for quite some time now. But apparently his latest corrupt scheme has led to enough backlash that he's getting negative national attention, which I'm excited about because it's important for Americans to know who he really is. Now, California's corrupt snake of a governor is now facing backlash for a minimum wage exemption that he specifically pushed for, for one of his donors in the state of California. So Newsom is also facing an investigation into this corruption by Republicans in the state. And this is a good example of a Republican led effort that I fully support. Now, a new law in California will raise the minimum wage for fast food workers to $20 an hour. Workers will begin receiving their new wages beginning on April 1st. Now this is the Fast Food Accountability and Standards Recovery Act. The legislation was designed to give employees a role in regulating the industry by including them in a council with business representatives that could basically set wage and workplace standards among other things. So this is overall really good news, right? You have some a little tiny taste of what typically happens in European countries that have strong labor unions. The labor unions usually negotiate the wages on behalf of the workers, which is why you know Scandinavian countries typically don't have a federal minimum wage or something like that in their countries. They have labor unions that do the fighting on behalf of the workers. And so that's kind of what we're seeing here with the labor unions in California. And it's a policy that only pertains to fast food. And it was a big push by the labor unions representing the fast food workers. The new law in California will impact half a million people. So this is again, overall good news. But then Gavin Newsom comes in and he fights tooth and nail for a very specific carve out that applies only to a very specific chain of fast casual restaurants in California, Panera Bread. Interesting. So let's get into the details. The new law doesn't recognize places that operate a bakery that produces for sale on the establishment's premises bread 
as fast food, according to the law's text. Wow, that's strange. What's the reasoning behind that weird carve out? Why that exemption? So the exemption meant bakeries were also off the hook on industry standards that could have been established by a fast food council with authority to set rules about working conditions. So basically overall, Panera is exempt from this new law that seeks to create better working conditions for fast food workers. Now, when Newsom was asked about his reasoning behind the carve out, this is what he said. That's part of the sausage making. <laughs> yeah, he's a piece of crap. Or bread making. Yeah, so Newsom personally pushed for the exemption, make no mistake about it. One of the primary beneficiaries of the exemption is Greg Flynn, a billionaire and longtime Newsom donor who has two dozen Panera Bread locations in California. Huh. Flynn has also been involved in Newsom's campaigns, donating $100,000 in 2021 to help huh. Newsom fight against a recall, and $64,800 in 2022, which went huh. to the governor's reelection campaign. I'm not done yet, Cenk. I want to get into some more details. Flynn, by the way, is worth $1.1 billion. Flynn has also been involved in business dealings with Gavin Newsom. They've done business together. So a business connection goes back to 2014 when Flynn acquired a Napa Valley resort managed by Newsom's hospitality company. Newsom, and this is all according to Bloomberg, was who was once uh, who was then serving as California's lieutenant governor reported an undisclosed amount of income from Flynn's company that year. So they did business together. Newsom is taking, uh, you know, obviously legalized bribes from uh, Flynn, and then he returns the favor by fighting tooth and nail for a very special carve out that will be beneficial to his friend who's been shelling out the cash funding his effort to avoid getting recalled. And by the way, there's now a new effort to recall him and I hope it works. I'll give you the details in a moment, but Cenk, jump in. So this story is both about Gavin Newsom and it isn't. The more important part is the broader point. I'm gonna get to that in a second, but on Gavin Newsom, he's a very standard, slimy, corrupt corporate politician. So I know if you're a Democrat, that breaks your heart, but I don't get it. He's so good looking and he and he goes on TV all the time and he defends the beloved Biden and California. We love California and he's the governor of California and we love Democrats. No one loves him. Okay, so now, no, 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 are you kidding me? I know every, like- Yes, all the privileged all, yeah. Democratic voters in California yes. who fund terrible policies that cause a lot of damage to disenfranchised communities in this state. And they, they get to live in their nice, beautiful, gated communities while everyone else deals with the consequences. Yes, those are the guys who love Gavin Newsom. There's two groups they, of people. The French laundry crowd, yeah. they love Gavin Newsom. That's okay. right, Yeah. so rich Democrats, can't get enough of Gavin Newsom. They think he, they fanboy over him. They think he's like the greatest guy in the world. And to be fair to them, from he'll their look out for them. Yeah, to, from their perspective, it makes sense. No one looks out for for those rich Democratic donors better than Gavin Newsom does. Which I'm going to give you an example in a second. And unfortunately, a lot of good people who watch or read mainstream media, they're tricked, they're brainwashed into believing that these people are on your side. So let me give you another example so that it's crystal clear. And you can look at any of this up in mainstream outlets. They publish it once and then never talk about it again. PG&E, so that's the main utility company in California. Everybody says, bury your lines, they're up in the sky. And when as soon as there's a storm, they fall into the forest, they start giant fires and people die. And the entire town of paradise wiped off the face of the earth, and we go on and on, right? 
But Newsom refuses to do that and put that regulation into place. You're gonna be shocked to find out PG&E has given him over $10 million in bribes. I mean, campaign contributions in his career. And you will find Democrats go, no, no. When Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump take that money, it is evil. When Gavin Newsom takes it, he's an angel. He must have had a real secret reason for being angelic. And no, he doesn't care about the fires. And he doesn't care about the Panera workers getting the wages that they're supposed to care. Again, he cares about his donors. So I hate to ruin your fantasies, childlike fantasies about Democrats. And definitely Republicans, don't get me wrong. The Republicans do it just as much, if not more, okay? I don't want anybody having nonsense tribal fantasies about the politicians on either side being angels. No, they're just servants, that's all they are. So Gavin Newsom gets money from people like the Panera guy and he he serves him. I mean, look at this carve out, look at this insane carve out. And by the way- For people who make bread in the exact way that Panera does and the guy's funneling hundreds of thousands of dollars to him. If you can't see that that's corruption, no, you've lost your mind. You're just like MAGA, the totally out, detached from reality. The carve out is so narrow that it only applies to Panera Bread. Come on, because guys, come on, come on, come on. Who could possibly believe that's not a bribe? Who could possibly, and it's some of the smartest people in the country because they're rich. And so they think that's my, that's why I love that guy. All right, so why is it broader? Why is it more important? Because. They've now started to look into people's donors, whether Trump is asking people look into Koch brothers and other donors, and now they're starting to look into Gavin Newsom's donors. That, this was the most forbidden thing in American politics for 40 years. No one was ever allowed to talk about donors. Now we've started a conversation about donors, and that conversation ends very poorly for almost every Democrat and almost every Republican in the country. The, not the voters, the voters, you're finally getting to see the truth, okay? But all these politicians are professional crooks, period. All right, we gotta take a break, we'll be right back. Back on TYT, Jank, Anna, and all these new members, Cooking Edibles Dragon, Miguel Wallace, Du Bois Rebate, River 2C, and Jonathan Sismas, thank you for upgrading. You could also upgrade through the join button below. And all these beautiful people for donate, uh, donating memberships to others. William Zaragoza, Benjamin Morrill, Drink Your OJ, Anthony McClendon, Lisa Ferris, and Nicholas Pecora. We love you guys, Anna. All right, uh, let's talk about people wanting to indoctrinate kids in school. This is the moment that life begins. A new human being has come into existence. At fertilization, her gender, ethnicity, hair color, eye color, and countless traits are already determined. Her cells organize into what we call an embryo. At three weeks in one day, just 22 days after fertilization, Olivia's heartbeat can be detected. No, it can't, that's actually not true at all. And it is disturbing that that is the type of video that's now being mandated in certain public schools in the country as a result of conservatives winning the indoctrination war in our public schools.
So what you just watched was Baby Olivia, a video that was made by an anti-abortion group about fetal development. It's filled with inaccuracies and propaganda meant to push an agenda. But some states across the country are now considering requiring public schools to show the video to both middle school and high school students. So we'll get to that shortly, but before we do, let's get to know the group behind the video. Live Action, the makers of the Baby Olivia video, describes itself on its website as leading pro-life advocates. The group says it exists today to shift public opinion on abortion and is dedicated to supporting a culture of life. They're against abortion in all cases, including in situations involving rape or incest. So it's also not too surprising that their video is not scientifically accurate. Aside from falsely claiming that a fetal heartbeat can be detected in just three weeks following conception. The video also describes the fetus's motions and actions in ways that are not at all backed up by science. Here's an example. At the beginning of the ninth week, Olivia will have grown from a single cell into nearly one billion cells, and she is now called a fetus. She will suck her thumb and swallow, grasp an object, touch her face, sigh and stretch. At 11 weeks, she is playing in the womb, moving her body and exploring her environment. There's no scientific basis for saying an 11 week old fetus is playing in the womb. Medical experts say the video is misleading because of well, a number of reasons. Number one, it mischaracterizes how soon fetuses can exhibit certain traits. And it uses a timeline for pregnancy two weeks earlier than is typical. The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists said in an email that the video is anti-abortion misinformation designed to manipulate the emotions of viewers. Its leaders have played the animated video to legislative audiences, like during a session at a conference held last year by the conservative American Legislative Exchange Council, also known as ALEC. Well, they're back in the news, great. And that has led to multiple states pushing for the video or something similar to that video being played in public schools, including in North Dakota, where it's already been passed into law, Kentucky, Missouri, Iowa, West Virginia. And just this week, Iowa's House of Representatives passed a bill requiring health classes in seventh grade through high school to show baby Olivia or a comparable video. Iowa Representative Luana Stoltenberg, who is a Republican, said that she was impressed by the video's portrayal of science. Here's her quote. What's the worst that can happen? Maybe a young child learns how they are developed and grow. And so if they become pregnant, they decide maybe I don't wanna have an abortion. Is that a horrible thing? Would it be a horrible thing if we actually taught our kids to you know, read, do math, do the basic things that kids were typically able to do after graduating high school? Something that a lot of kids are struggling with today. Can we just get both sides to get the F out of education, okay? I just. This is just so, all of it is so stupid, but like these kids are doomed. This, these kids can't freaking read and they're gonna watch baby Olivia videos. Okay, congratulations, America, we're doing great. Okay, this story is about two things. One is abortion, the other is propaganda. And why the Republicans have decided to do propaganda on this issue aimed at kids is really interesting. But first, let's talk about abortion. So half the stuff they say in there is actually debatable, not just flat out false. They play around with when they start counting. Most doctors start counting 
uh, from your uh, the end of your last menstrual cycle, they start counting from a theoretical conception, so they cut off two weeks, okay? But you can make that argument, they could debate that back and forth. They say that life begins at conception, well, I don't think so, a great majority of people don't think so, but it's debatable, right? And that's a conversation you could have, that's a legitimate conversation. Now, but there are other parts of the video that are not at all legitimate, so for example, uh, the playing, uh, the kid starts playing in the womb at 11 weeks, totally made up. It's not a kid, uh, it's a zygote until 10 weeks and then it becomes a fetus. So it barely even exists at that point, it has no brain to play with, it doesn't make any sense. They're just using that to emotionally manipulate you when it has no basis in scientific fact. Then they say, oh, a heartbeat starts in, what is it, six weeks, four weeks, some insane number, not even close to true. Those are electrical impulses and if they go, oh yeah, 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 you're just finding a different word for it. No, 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 you're not getting it. No heart exists at that point, it, it, at that point it's a zygote. Later on, in the, uh, once it becomes a fetus, around 10, 11 weeks, the four chambers of the heart start forming. You don't get the four chambers and the blood pumping until 17 to 20 weeks in. So if you hear something else, it is a verifiable lie. It is done on purpose to deceive you because they're not winning the argument. They're losing the argument, the American people don't agree with them, which leads us to the propaganda. Why are they putting it in schools? Remember all the times that they said, "Oh, the liberals are trying to brainwash our kids. They couldn't actually point to anything political in the books. We never said you have to have this agenda or that agenda. Like they get upset if you just teach the history of, for example, slavery or racism or whatever. And they're like, oh, you're telling the truth. You're indoctrinating kids with truth and history. That's yeah. not indoctrination, that's called an education. This, on the other hand, is, you can see, purposeful indoctrination and propaganda. And it turns out Republicans love it. They do it on purpose. Why are they targeting the kids though? That's weird, right? Why not try to win the election so you can get this law passed? Because they realize once they lost the ballot measures in Kansas, Kentucky, and Montana, that they are a significant minority. The overwhelming majority of the country, including in the reddest states, wants abortion to be legal. And these zealots, these religious fundamentalists that want to rule our lives with their despicable version of fundamentalist Christianity say, well, we don't like that. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna brainwash the kids so that in 20 years, we'll win the ballot measures in the polls. We gotta go younger, do indoctrination, cuz we've already lost the country. So we have to regain the country by brainwashing the kids. These are the despicable people that run the Republican Party and that are the leaders of the right wing movement right now. Kids can't read in America. One of the richest countries in the world. But okay, back in the day, back before I realized how good we had it and how much things would devolve, um, let's say 2012, 2013. Um, I remember, you know, the story that we would cover all the time was how they were fighting back against comprehensive sex ed because they didn't want kids to learn about condoms. They were scared that kids would learn about birth control and condoms. Uh, those were quaint times, those were apparently uh, the halcyon days, if you will, because things have devolved so much. But um, look, I know that I don't have a hopeful message here because they're gonna win and they're gonna implement this and um, that's it. Because anyone who wants sanity in the country, anyone who wants kids to actually get a decent education, they want good neighborhoods, good communities, a happy country, a united electorate. You know, even if they have disagreements politically, that they're at least civil to each other, and they'll cast their ballot, and everyone respects each other. Those days are over. 
Because you have so much greed and so much obsession with forcing your beliefs or their beliefs onto everyone else. Everyone's gotta believe what they believe. That, that's what this is all about. Yeah, so there's no, I don't wanna say there's no hope because that is such a dark thing to say on this show. But that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, so I've used this analogy before. Imagine if it's Muslim fundamentalists in North Dakota and all these other red states and they're like, no, we're gonna teach the kids that you're not allowed to draw the pictures of the Prophet Muhammad or any human being, because that's our beliefs. Everybody would logically say, yeah, brother, that's your belief, you don't draw it. Why are you teaching our kids that they're not allowed to draw? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. But when you take it and do it about some invented rule in Christianity, half the country goes, "Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we should force everyone else to believe what we believe. Why, is it a free country or is it in a free country? No, we should force them to do what we say because that's freedom. And we should do them, we should take away their ability to control their own bodies. Can you imagine anything less in favor of freedom? Why, because they're immoral and we're moral, F off. No, a fight them with every fiber of your being. These body snatchers, these right wing zealots, the American Taliban want to go and tell you, no, you're going to do this, and your your body's now the property of the U.S. government. And you think you're against big government? By the way, read your Bible, Numbers 5:11 through 31. The Bible is 100% in favor of abortion. Your right wing leaders are totally. Utterly lying to you. You know how you could tell who's telling the truth? Me or every one of these lying so-called church leaders in America? Read the Bible, Numbers 5, 11 through 31. Go ahead, I dare you. You know what you're gonna find out? God loves abortion and commands you to do an abortion if you think your wife is cheating on you. It's a sad day for you, that's the reality of the Bible. The final thing I'll say about this is in West Virginia specifically, the Republican controlled state Senate has already greenlit a similar bill that would mandate that this video is shown to students in public education. But the bill does not explicitly grant an opt out for parents. You know, because Republicans are super into parental rights and giving parents an option to opt out if they're unhappy with certain things that are being taught in school, especially certain things that are obviously promoted by a right wing activist group that has a political agenda in mind. So, all right, cool. I mean, what a joke, what an absolute joke. We gotta take a break. When we come back for the second hour of the show, we've got Monica Lewinsky being celebrated as an icon on TikTok. The story honestly annoys me and I'll explain why when we come back. We've got that and more, don't miss it.